Oh. I'd assumed a spider would come in. This means that my microphone is slowly shitting itself, so yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Well, this is a good time for us to mention. For just £20 a month, you too <laughs> can make sure Nick is good at recording this show. Can we play some footage of like some sad children who can't listen to the shitting podcast? <laughs> no, I want to question why the fuck you're mocking my heritage with that shit accent. <laughs> that was mocking Bob Geldof and his Live Aid adverts. <laughs> also, you're from Cambridgeshire. That's so bad. No, I'm not. I'm I Irish. thought you were Saudi. You were, you were born in Saudi Arabia, I Grace. I was born which in is, Saudi Which could not be further from home. <laughs> Fine. So, hang on a minute. So, basically, this means... This means that Grace can sing folk songs about oil. (laughs) So, Nick, I'd like to tell you about the ghoulish behaviour that Grace did last week after we recorded. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. After she tried... So... For listeners, I do homebrew from time to time. I make my own mead, which it's very easy to do. And uh, my blackberry mead was recently finished, and Grace was here to sample some of it. And she got very two glasses later, <laughs> two small wine glasses. Like I gave her some, I gave her a small just to make sure. Like okay, first of all, this is strong, and second of all, I don't know if you're gonna like it. So <laughs> you had two small wine glasses worth. I just got ridiculously violent. <laughs> I think that's the only way I can describe it. And she ate all the biscuits in my house. Oh. So you owe me biscuits, first of all. This is the thing, dear listener. If you've ever seen Grace, which of course you won't have up until now, uh, she looks like she weighs about six stone wet through. And... Um, what do you mean, up till now? Well, until you, now. You, know, you know what I mean. They may see us in the future if we do, like... Okay. You know, I mean, I'm coming down to help you move. We might do like a a cruise selfie, that sort of thing. If they stalk, yeah, or they could stalk us. Um, It was really quite funny. Uh, This is a regular occurrence because when I did my housewarming, uh, she had a shit ton of buckfast, God knows what else, and then tried to pick a fight with (laughs) the bodybuilding guy who goes to the fucking gym, who was also at the party. I think you drank some of the jelly shots as well. Yeah, it was. No, I don't. I think. No, I yeah, I drank them. them. Oh. Imagine if I had. I brought them round, but they weren't. Yeah, I, I, we drank them afterwards, me and Sophie. Uh. Yeah, everyone else was bringing like nice wines and shit. And I was bringing a load of like fucking <laughs> jelly shots and vodka, going yeah. No, frat do you know what? Party. So first up, we did not bring nice I'm wine. The frat man. <laughs> we brought <Okay>. breakfast. <laughs> that was Grace going on WikiHow the night before and being like. I'm going up to the north. How am I going to fit in? Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> no, I, I was bringing and After the playing some Oasis, <laughs> she decided just to. Get yes. Drunk. Get drunk, pick a fight. Oh, You'll fit right me. in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm glad you were the entertainment that party. We'll have to do that again yes. sometime. Yes, we will. <laughs> just hand me a, a bottle and then just. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> like a wind up dog. Put the key in the back. Wind and a bottle too. Here's a bottle of Everclear. Go, go forward. <laughs> <laughs> so talking of debauchery, oh. uh, we've all read fix about Norse gods in the last week, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm related to Vikings. No, you've just no, told no. us. 
Let just the small ones, the little Vikings, not the, the big ones. They must have played dwarfs or something. You the ones I mean? that have Irish. I'd have been that that little angry what, person that fucking punches people on, on alcohol. Grace, you were telling us you, about your Irish heritage earlier. Despite being <laughs> from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'm not from. No, never mind. Oh, the Irish heritage. Never it's like mind. St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's fucking Irish on St. Patrick's Day. You promised me you wouldn't do shit Irish accent. I promised nothing. <laughs> oh my god, you did. You said, alright, I won't do it ever again. And I was like, good. You did it twice now. I'm not trustworthy. Absolutely no. not. I, I love. Oh, let Grace, me try and do a second. You've known me for Speaking a while. Speaking of other people who are untrustworthy, <laughs> let's begin with a Loki episode. Look, I can do shit stretches into things as well, good. James. I'm glad you can, Grace. Sorry. Oh, good. I'm glad you can, because. Fuck off. You've known me long enough to know I really like doing yeah, exactly. shit like it's Grace plays her records at 33 and a third RPM. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Where are Miss Boyce? <laughs> <sighs> We'd like to apologise to our Irish cousins. We'd like to apologise to the population of Ireland. Not just for the accents, but just how Britain has treated how England has treated yeah, you. Well, everybody hates the English. And how you have just treated them with that atrocity. <laughs> so, talking of people who wear a lot how of How many green, times have we segued this? We've been reading... Oh my god! <laughs> Stop. Hey, that was that was not a good segue, admittedly. We don't have to have a segue. We can just go. Okay, quit the fucking band. No. And get on with our jobs. I like doing. I like. This is the segues. thing. We've had so many segues now. We can oh. rent them out for people to bez around London in. Uh, incidentally, I need one of you to ask me what I've been reading. So we can <laughs> segue into. James, tell us about what you've been reading, for God's sake. People aren't going to sit here forever and listen to us chat <laughs> shit. They actually want to know. But they actually want what they came here for. <sighs> yeah, you're probably right. So, so when I set out into this, I knew what Grace likes in a fic. And what she likes in the character Loki. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, Grace, you're, you're a big fan of Loki when he's at his most... Not not sinister, but Loki-ish. What was the word? You like him when he's a smarmy dickhead, right? Yeah, I like him when he's a villain, like an actual. Yeah, when he's being villain. sort of okay. dev- morally, morally dubious. dubious and sketchy and all of that stuff. Yeah, little shit, Loki. Exactly. So I typed in Loki followed by the word fluff to find <laughs> a flick that you will oh, hate no. the most. How? Oh, you're <laughs> nasty today. You you're playing. With fire today, James, aren't you? You woke up and chose violence with the wrong oh, person is... today, didn't I you? I chose this earlier in the week, because I actually do my reading during the week, instead of cramming before we do the podcast. Like Don't call ago. me out like this. I w- I'll have you know I did it an hour before the Excellent. podcast, I, have, I think that's plenty of time. I have okay. a horrible feeling that it's going to be just me and you moving your house, Jim. <laughs> God, probably... So, this fic is called... Hold on. This is called Golden Arrows by Radar underscore Girl. And why are you ooing? Um, it's, a, it's a train joke, don't worry. Okay. That's fine. Let's move away from that then. <laughs> and then James is quick like, no, back to <laughs> the, the I've, never, I've never tried to get us on topic faster. <laughs> That's fine, I'm so, just here to derail <laughs> this shit. 
So full disclosure, hey, this fic, we'll try and this fic originally started as a different yeah. fic. This oh, okay. fic was originally called Cupid's Target Frost Shield, also by Radar Girl. Right, okay. So that one was three chapters long, and it was based on the assumption... And Okay, spoilers for Marvel films here. This was based under the assumption that Loki had cheated his death in Infinity War. Right, okay. It was written yes. before Endgame came out, and they just... Like many of us, we just assumed, oh, right, yeah, Loki, he did, like, an illusion or something like that. Like, that wasn't him yeah. that got choked out. Okie doke. So they wrote a fair bit of that, then Endgame came out, and that wasn't the case. Like... And then they started a different yeah. fic called Golden Arrows, which is slightly more compliant with what happens in Oh, Endgame. well, it's, it's nice that they're keeping up with the canon, I suppose. Ah. Hmm. That said... I actually preferred the premise in Cupid's Target Frost Shield. So, okay. in the fir- in the first chapters that came out of that, they're written from the Greek god Eros's perspective. Now, Eros is more okay. commonly known as Cupid. They are the god Dope of love, and they have a bow and arrow that works like a love potion. You shoot someone, they fall in love. Yeah, quite an iconic figure. Mm. And I really like how Eros is written. Like they're very kind of snarky and sort of an unreliable narrator, and I, I enjoyed reading from that perspective. Okay. But in Golden Arrow, we don't see that as much, so... Okay. In fact, it's very much more... It's from mostly Steve and Loki's perspective. Did I mention this was a Steve and Loki <laughs> fic? Steve! Steve! As Steve in... Rogers, Steve Rogers, Captain that America. most American of captains. Exactly. Oh my god, Trimpy so... Kid, King of the Royals. <laughs> oh my god, okay. So the okay. summary... Oh, I'll go through the, the tags first. So this is Loki slash Steve Rogers. Uh, it contains Avengers Endgame spoilers, alt 2012 timelines, fluff and humour, angst and humour, romance, drama and romance, hurt and comfort, possibly unrequited love, mythology, domestic Avengers, Avengers Tower, Avengers Feels, love potion slash spell, references to Norse religion, Greek mythology... Enemies to friends to lovers, declaration hey. of love, frost shield freeform, the tesseract, sick Loki and injured Loki. Oh no! Okay. Yeah. Why are they attacked? What do you mean? Like um, you know, is, is there like a um a whole sort of like fandom out there who just wants to take care of our greasy guardian boy? I think so. Yes, oh, fair right. enough. <laughs> Definitely. Injured Loki has one thousand four hundred and five. Wow. Yes. Sick Loki has like 165, but fucking hell. <laughs> it is a trope. Like, yeah. It is a trope where one person's ill, the other person's got to look after them, and they bond over being nurse and patient. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this fic begins during the heist sequence in Endgame. Uh, Loki snatches the stone. So there was the brief sort okay. of knock around in the version of Endgame. The mm. Tesseract is knocked to the floor. Loki picks it up, he's like, well, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he yeets himself. He uses the stone to get out. Okay. In this version, Steve notices that Loki has stolen the Tesseract. He's like, oh, no, you don't. Grabs ah. onto the Tesseract as well. Ah, right, okay. And they both laugh together. So Loki is telling the Tesseract, I want to leave. Steve is telling the Tesseract, don't leave. The Tesseract is like, I go where I want. <laughs> 
Alright. Oh, uh, <laughs> the Tesseract has some sass, then. Yeah, in fact, that's almost the exact line. As soon as Steve's hands had touched the Tesseract, the limited consciousness of the Space Stone had presided over an invisible battle of wills. Steve wanted to stay put, and Loki wanted to leave. They were both stubborn. However, this battle had come to its conclusion faster than the speed of thought, as the stone eventually declared, Screw it, I'll send you wherever I like. <laughs> and they were flicked across the nice. cosmos. Oh. So, excellent. cue the Doctor Who opening titles as they get blasted across reality, as they arrive in a... What looks to be like a paradise of garden. They could feel the gentle sunshine on his back. And he opens his eyes. Oh, they go somewhere nice then. <laughs> well, it depends on your perspective. I'd argue this is quite a nice place to go. Hmm. They arrive, they crash, they can't see the Tesseract. They look over, a centaur is holding the Tesseract. Okie doke. Okay. And... Steve blurts out, Shit, we're in Narnia. <laughs> And Loki looks and goes, That's You're uh... an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Sensor runs off with the stone. The boys chase after the stone because they need it back. They need a fucking yeah, exactly. again, yeah. They chase after it. Loki loses his leg. What? It, it just what? falls off? It just falls off. I think he trips well, I guess and it falls it off. And it comes off like yeah. a lizard. <laughs> well, not a lizard because this is when we find out he has a robot leg. Why has he got a robot? What? You'll find out later on. This is the mystery. Oh, ooh, there's intrigue. Okay. Yeah, he crawls ahead while Steve runs after the centaur. There's a bit of an altercation. And while the centaur's distracting them... Oh, the centaur introduces himself as Hermes as well, first of all. The Greek god of... He's the messenger, he's also a doctor, and there's a lot of things Hermes does. All right, okay. And... So While he's distracting Olympus, them. basically. Yeah, oh yeah, they're on Olympus. Yeah, because Olympus exists in, like, the Marvel Universe. Right, okay. And the first comic Loki actually appeared in, he was this redhead that was doing something and being the villain to Aphrodite, I think. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Fun fact. That's some, some good trivia. Right. So while they're talking with Hermes, uh... Eventually Hermes just yells, Now, Eros! And they just see a golden arrow fire out of the air, and it lands right in Loki. Oh, no. So Eros, more commonly known as Cupid, is the god of love. I think we're all familiar with what Cupid's arrows do in mythology. So yeah, arrow shoots Loki, and Greek gods, being dicks, they they laugh around, and then they go, Time to send you home! Bye! And then use the Tesseract, send Steve and Loki back to Earth. They keep the Tesseract. What a bunch of dicks! I'll take it, Loki's, Loki's leg is still on Olympus. I think so. <laughs> I can't remember what happens so, to the leg. Loki returns legless. <laughs> For the rest Excellent. of this fic, Loki's leg is not attached. I can tell you that much. Oh my god. I can't remember if they bring the leg back. But it cuts, we cut ahead to a few weeks in the next chapter. So Loki uh-huh. wakes up in Stark Tower. He's got a guard. And they're playing. Over the radio is Stupid Cupid, Stop Picking on Me, the song by Connie Francis. Okay. Playing. okay. It's been playing on a loop because Tony Stark is an asshole. <laughs> Brilliant. 
And yeah, they mentioned Stark thought this was a hilarious prank. And it just keeps playing regularly. And yeah, it becomes fairly clear that Loki is in love with uh, Captain Rogers. Um, He's got a guard, I should introduce. His name is Derek. He is a robot. Right. And okay. So he's just stuck there. He sort of ponders things. He says he need he'll need a healer to get his leg back on. Uh, it is here they mention well they they allude to why he has a robot leg, and it's that Thanos demanded his silence. Why would so, that result in him having a robot leg? I'd have thought they'd have taken his tongue out. But yeah. so Thanos likes to take people's body parts and replace them with robotics. Or at least he did that to Nebula. Okay. And it sort of implied this he did that to Loki as well. Oh, I see. Right. Ah, uh, okay. So, Interesting. while Loki is one of his henchmen. This is great, this. Um, it was both maddening and hurtful that Steve had not visited him once. Perhaps in hindsight, forcibly kissing the captain had not been the best idea. Oh. <laughs> After all, Steve was a oh. modest man. Passionately kissing him in front of all those soldiers might have embarrassed him. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it's alluded to in this part, in this section, that as soon as they arrived back on Earth, Loki just went in for a smooch. And <laughs> Captain America was not impressed. I can imagine. World War Two, Captain America yeah. just went, oh! Modest, from a time when homosexuality was not encouraged. Yeah. And neither was public affection. Neither was public affection. And there he is with a one-legged god of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to put his tongue Yeah, who, his who he's presumably having to hold up. Yeah. Like, presumably. I reckon he's princess carrying him. I don't think it's <laughs> ever stated, right. but I, I'd like to think that's what's happening. I reckon he, he landed, like, Loki landed face first and then, like, crawled his way up his, his body. Up his chiselled abs oh God, and just probably. gave him a smooch. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> Climb the man like a tree. <laughs> I would fucking ask. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, when Thor finds out, he's kind of freaks out about this. He flies off, presumably to get help. Okay. Tony's got a shit-eating grin about it. <laughs> and of course. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Loki starts thinking about Steve a bit more. A lot of description of his muscular arms. Oh, okay. So, we cut ahead. They mention that Loki, yeah, he's been feeling ill. Like, the logical side of his brain was trying to think about things. But the logical side of the brain is gone, because we're all about <laughs> love right now. Oh, the effects man. of uh, Cupid's arrows. Yeah. He's been shot with ease. <laughs> <laughs> he really has. So Thor has sort of become his guard at this point, or slash carer. And he's the one who brings him his food, like, every day. Yeah. And Thor walks in to find Loki creating an illusion of Captain America to smooch. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's using his illusion could... magic to create a perfect replica of his crush. <laughs> and and they're, they're, you know how... they're smooching, there's tongue, it's like, yeah. Oh. Thor dropped the tray oh. in shock. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> So there's a bit of banter about this. Thor's like, dude, there's cameras in here. Everyone is watching this. Do you not care? And Loki doesn't care. And, yeah. Oh. I'm so, guessing this is uh, it's very unlike Loki. 
Oh, this is this is not in keeping at all. <laughs> I feel like he would create a hologram of him of someone he liked to smooch. I don't think it would be Captain America by default. Because you, you were going to say himself, weren't you? Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> Maybe the female version of himself from the TV show. Right. Okay. I don't know uh, so his yeah. level of depravity, but if, I don't know, horses are involved, I don't think there's a bar anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, yeah, they They've... argue a bit. Thor asks about the leg and asks if you're okay. Loki's all stubborn. No, I'm fine. What did happen to your leg? Doesn't matter. Yeah. And Thor plays the ace of his sleeve of Captain Rogers would like to know about that. <laughs> and Loki's, oh. Loki just starts blushing going, ah, shit, he's got me there. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really like Loki's inner monologue here. Um, where is it? So, Steve would be annoyed with him. Thor knew that, but he needed to know. They all did. Uh, even though it was obvious Loki would open up to Steve, the super soldier continued to frustrate his comrades by refusing to speak to the trickster. <laughs> So what if Loki had given him a little kiss? There were many folks in the Nine Realms who would be overjoyed to receive a kiss from an Asgardian prince. The general consensus was that Loki was a lovely bit of crumpet, to use the Midgardian <laughs> phrase. Thor could not help but feel a little defensive on his behalf. I fully believe Loki thinks of himself as a lovely bit of crumpet. <laughs> in that British, in that Cockney accent. Yeah. Oh, I'm a lovely bit of crab pit. Cool, blimey. For <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. So Thor reveals that Zeus has the Tesseract. Okay. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> and Loki is just like... He can like, warp anywhere to bang around any old person. <laughs> Have you read this thing? That's exactly Loki's conclusion as well. Uh, yeah, anyone who's read the myth yeah, knows no, that's true. going to abuse any power he gets yeah. his bits on. So Loki's like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. Like, At worst, the Olympians are going to fight over it. More likely, it's just going to be Zeus using it to chase men and women with greater ease than he ever has before. <laughs> he can teleport himself in and out of chambers in a blink of an eye. Oh, God. Hera will never notice his absence. Oh, for oh. God's sake. <laughs> so, yeah, Zeus is just going to use the stone to get around. Can't believe oh. this one of the most powerful forces in the universe, and Zeus is to going bang. to use it to shag about behind his wife's yeah. back. That's very on note for Zeus. Wow, fucking scumbag Zeus. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? He, he is an absolute <laughs> scumbag. Hot so, yeah, Thorm's... Thorm? Thorm and Thor both storm out, having not got any information out of Loki. The next chapter, they talk about... They sort of debate what to do about Loki. And I'll sort of skim through this, just for the sake of time. It's all very well written, they're all sort of in character. Yeah. And the consensus is, we need to send Captain America to talk to Loki, because we can <laughs> exploit the love in his brain. So, like, get information Ooh, out of him. Okay, yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah. Steve is against this plan, because... Because he's yeah. a fucking lawful good character, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He is lawful good. Oh, yeah. Or maybe yeah. neutral good, but he's, he's just gooder than good, isn't he? He's a yeah. goody choose. Yeah, it's like, no, that's stick. I'm not doing that because it's manipulative, and... Yeah. Yeah. 
I have morals and yada yada yada. I like exactly. these qualities in a real person, but in a fictional <laughs> person, it's fucking boring. <laughs> so, in Tony's words, um, we want him to cooperate so we can give him a little bit of what he wants a virgin sacrifice. <laughs> and just like, no way. And for the record. <laughs> oh. Fuck's sake. So Steve's Perfect allegedly sack. not a virgin at this point, allegedly. and I'm not sure I buy that. I don't know, because I don't think shrimpy Steve Rogers actually banged anyone. Did you know, did you know, he had like loads, before he had a serum, the serum, right, that made him mm-hmm. a buff soup soldier, mm. he, he had like all these uh, asthma and shit. The cheap treatment for asthma was all sorts of fucking opioids. Wow. Uh, so he would have been high as a kite. Oh my god, the old days were fucking amazing. No he was so willing to jump on grenades and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, he, he, he comes from a poor a background. He got all the weird shit. He got the Fallout equivalent of fucking vodka instead of radiation cure or whatever. Steve goes to talk to to Loki. Oh, that's that's good. And, yeah, Loki's clearly ill and all of this stuff. And yeah, they're all in love. And when Loki looks ill, uh, Steve goes, "Hey, you're not going to be sick, are you?" And then Steve, Loki looks like he's going to be sick just because of on command. So Steve takes him to the bathroom because he needs to because he's got one leg. Oh, hang he on a minute! He helps him to the toilet. He helps him throw up, and that's when he notices what's written on the wall in the bathroom. Okay. So Loki didn't have any paper to write love poetry about Captain America. <laughs> he used his toothpaste no. and wrote on the bathroom wall oh, a poem <laughs> about Captain America. And if I may be so indulgent, I'd like to read the whole poem. Oh my god. It's a sonnet? It's a sonnet. No. This no. is The Trickster Tamed by Loki. No. no. Oh, Captain. Mine true love and light of my eyes Do but tell me what for you I can do My magic is but the tricks of a fool Compared to the wonder between thy thighs (laughs) (laughs) Yes, when I first saw you, murder I did But the blame was not mine When it was thee who was born so perfect Your heart so free For your attention I made my fair bid Say but one small word, whisper thy command, and my love, I shall become meek and mild. Trickster no more, if held tight in thine hand. I shall melt thine ice, and ye shall melt mine. Let us be a summer to each other. Make magic together, thy ass is fine. Oh, no! Oh my god! Loki shyly asks, Do you like it? Steve was lost for work. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm with Steve on this, man. Like, oh my shit. Oh. So the next chapter. So Steve then leaves, like, Steve just leaves. He's gone. his head down the toilet and gets out. <laughs> I'm not surprised. This is a one-legged man who has dragged himself into the fucking bathroom and written in toothpaste on the walls a love poem yeah. to somebody who is absolutely not interested in... Yeah. <laughs> Thy ass is fine. <laughs> so, the next scene 
is Steve back in the room with all the other Avengers. And the first thing he goes is, just so I know, hands up who knew about the sonnet. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone except Thor puts their hand up. (laughs) (laughs) And Natasha leans forward and says, did he keep the line about your thighs? That was my (laughs) favourite. Steve is just not having any of this, incidentally. <laughs> like, no. I mean, it's cringy, but I do like <laughs> the, the shenanigans between and yeah. what saying to each other. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Oh, even if it is at Loki's expense. <laughs> so, oh my god. While they're debating if there's any better things they can do about this, um, Frigga shows up, mm-hmm. along with, I'm probably going to butcher this, the name is Air. E-I-R. Okay. She is the goddess of mercy and healing from from yeah. Asgard. Okay, And yep. So they have come to help fix Loki. Oh, good. His mum and the nurse have come down. His mum and the nurse. <laughs> uh, the mum has only arrived in holographic form, though, because at this point in the story, the Rainbow Bridge is broken, and it's hard to send people. Oh, okay. So they go up to uh, help fix Loki. When they get there, Loki is kind of in... He's having a bit of a fever. Yeah, it's probably the side effects of the fucking drugs he's on. Yeah, yeah, it's the drugs and also pain, because his, his leg is infected as well. Ooh, oh dear. Didn't and... think Asgardians got infected. I know, right? Well, he, he got it in uh, Olympus, so maybe... Oh, God. Yeah, maybe, the disease, maybe there's disease up there. Like, God diseases. Yeah. There's a brief section about him dreaming about Steve. I'll let Grace read that in her own time because I know she's no. very fond of this ship. <laughs> uh, really? Chapter. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, see, all right, all right. Just to clear the air, right? I I don't mind the ship between Steve and Loki. I'm just still cringing and reeling from the toothpaste sonnet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'm um I'm really glad that I, you felt I, the need to say that. I know, yeah, <laughs> but I do like that they've they've attempted a, 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 a quite a good sonnet to be honest. I did like the sonnet. That's... <laughs> it was well done actually, but it's just that I want to admit it. <laughs> so while they're heading up, my ass is fine. Loki seems to have flipped out, and he's used his magic to destroy the guard drone. So they start they start hurrying up. Okay. Uh. Thor reached the room first, hammer held aloft, with lightning dancing over his huge hands. He asked the shield soldiers to step aside, and he knocked politely, because all Asgardian princes are brought up to have good manners. (laughs) Then he kicked the door, knocking it clean off his hinges. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And I love that image. I'm just like, right, my mum's here, I best be polite. So, quick knock on the door. Then all while he's got lightning around him. He's a prince, but he's a Viking space prince. Exactly. Very on brand, I like it. And because Loki's flipping out and doing magic, uh he turns Thor into a frog. Like walks in, he's just like right magic. Thor becomes a frog. He's got the little cape and everything. I hope so. Oh. The hammer remains the same size. Oh no! Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. Matter, he's still worthy, so he, he is still worthy. He up. can fly with the hammer, I assume. Uh, she does the same thing to I've forgotten the name. 
Eri, the healing god. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Bomb can't do it to his mum because she's a hologram, but because she's a hologram, she can't pick him up. So it's all up to Steve it's to all up him to back to bed. Stevie Rogers. Oh yeah. man. So yeah, How picks convenient. up Loki in his ten- in his big arms, and yeah, gets him back to bed and soothes him and looks after him. And Thor's asking if he can help, but no, you're a frog. Just fucking <laughs> go wait outside. <laughs> and that's where we end up because this fic isn't finished. Oh, are they still updating when was it? it last updated? They are not still. Up- it was last updated uh, March of 2020. Oh, so they could be still working on it. I don't know. That's like a year and a half. But that's also why I wanted to cover this. Please update this. I would like closure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You probably won't get it. <laughs> I would also like closure on Cupid's target Frost Shield, the previous fic. Because, I mean, to be honest, neither of these are that canon compliant now we've seen the Loki series. So, I'd like to see them both updated, but mostly this one. Yeah, it was... I don't know, we could have a timeline where he picks up the Tesseract and all that bullshit happens. That's yeah. Why not? Well, so the main thing that isn't canon compliant in this is the robot leg. Because there's a scene in episode one of Loki where they ask him if he's got any robot parts. And, and if I'm he does, he... he'll get oh, vaporised yeah. when he goes through that scanner. Uh, and, he, and he has that he big bit of doubt of like, shit, do I have robot parts? <laughs> Am I a robot? Yeah. <laughs> so... Thanks to that, this isn't canon compliant. I don't care. This is still good. And yeah, more of this, please. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was good fun. <laughs> I came. I came here because I wanted to annoy Grace with fluff. I stayed for the sonnets and everything else, really. Excellent. So yeah, that's what I've been reading. So anyway, uh, Nick, what have you been reading? Uh, okay, so um, as uh, my co-hosts know, uh, dear listener, one of my sort of tactics when we pick something to review that I don't know a lot about, I go out and find a crossover with something I do know a bit about. Um, and I we happened upon a very, very strange amalgam to fandoms. If one of these fandoms is actually a fandom and not just something that was written... Uh, many years ago, and is still enjoyed uh, by many people ever since. Um, but this is called uh, A Loki Christmas Carol uh, by At oh. the Bottom of Everything is Loki. By your good friend, Charlie Dix. Yeah. I remember now. See Dicko. Big up See Dicko, yeah. These are the same jokes you made last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback. We need to fill the time in. Don't um, make excuses to me. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, I'm sure that most people here know the story of A Christmas Carol, but um, just in case you don't, follow along with me and we'll uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, okay, so turns out that Ebenezer Scrooge in this is played by Loki. Okay. okay. His partner Jacob Marley is played by Obadiah Stane. Oh, for who fuck's was... sake. Oh, yeah. Ironmonger. Ironmonger. He yeah. was the first MCU villain in Iron Man. Yes. Mm. Yeah, um, he was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was Tony Stark's father, uh, father's ex-business partner. Yes. Yes. He did he was? He ran the business with Howard Stark, and some sort of took over in a weird way. While 
Tony Stark was growing up. I should probably explain, dear listener, the other funny thing about this fic is that I've actually done research for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, yep, first line, it's pretty standard Dickens. Um, Obadiah Stane was dead. Uh, Not that his partner, or former partner, it should be said, Loki Laufison minded. With his partner gone, he had all the shares and all the money to himself. So, uh, yeah, Loki, your typical Scrooge, you know. Slave driver works hard, works his staff hard. This is this is written like a Victorian gentleman would have written it as well. I like that. Yes, a lot of the dialogue is lifted straight from A Christmas Carol as well, so which oh. is which is nice. Okay, so basically it's Christmas Eve. You know, Loki turns up for work and says hello to his faithful clerk, which is not Bob Cratchit, it's Tony Stark. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. Which I find a little bit odd because, of course, you know, you get Tony Stark high-flying businessman as this, yeah, you know, mouthy just sort dickhead. of like low-level, low-level. Yeah, he's a mouthy dickhead, and, and if you've watched Scrooge, Bob Cratchit, he's he's very far from a mouthy dickhead. So mm. you know, he's he's gone from like being who Elon Musk wishes he was to being Bob Cratchit, which is a little bit odd. But anyway, let let's carry on. Tony Stark says to him, "Oh, good morning, Mister Laufison, a Merry Christmas Eve." And, you know, Loki, typical Scrooge, Christmas bar humbug. So he walks to his desk, settles in, and uh, his brother bursts through the door, who is... I assume he kicks it down, to be honest. (laughs) From the last one, he probably does. (laughs) So, um... Brother! (laughs) Just to embellish this tale, um, the door of Loki's office is blown in by... (laughs) Dust and lightning fucking shocks the, uh, you know, shocks the thing. And, of course, who walks through the door but Loki's brother Thor, who is here to spread the Christmas spirit. And in uh, true Christmas Carol style, uh, he is there to invite Loki to Christmas dinner. Oh, that's nice of him. Which he declines, of course. Of course. That's on brand for Loki, to be honest, anyway, isn't it? Like, fuck hanging out with Thor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. There's a a bit of back and forth between them, uh, Loki being the miserable Scrooge that he is, uh, Thor trying to sort of pull him around, you know, like, come on, I haven't seen you at Christmas for years, yada, 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 that sort of thing. Then, of course, there's another knock at the door, and uh, two people who work for a charity come in. This is Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff who come in, and they're collecting Mm -hmm. for charity. Oh, I wouldn't okay. trust him with charity. You wouldn't? She's probably going to stab you. Ah, fair enough. Well, but... they're nice people, but they are also assassins. Yeah. Well, there we go. So, yeah. I, I just assume this is an elaborate disguise. That, yeah, offering charity, then they open the basket <laughs> and it's got like his bow and arrow in there. <laughs> <and he's> like, <laughs> probably right. But, you know, there's the, there's the whole sort of, you know, Dickensian exchange. Well... Uh, you know, they've asked him for charity, and Loki's like, well, let's see, are the prisons still in operation? Well, I sincerely remember paying my taxes this past season. There for you is my contribution. I pay the NHS, therefore it's enough. Yeah, I, I pay the taxes to keep the prisons open and the workhouses, therefore that's where poor people can go. Would you mind if I took a brief moment to be political? Obviously not on this if fucking podcast. you absolutely must. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that this is the archetype of asshole Victorian businessman, and he's still paying taxes, unlike the current businessman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. Spending all their money on space rockets. Yeah, exactly. Pay your taxes, you bastards. Yeah, that's it. Starbucks, pay some fucking taxes. (laughs) Seriously, pay some fucking taxes. Anyway. (laughs) 
So yeah, uh, we have you know Loki, the archetypal miserly uh, Victorian businessman that Scrooge obviously is, gets them to go away. Of course, this is the bit where Tony Stark comes to him and asks if he could have the day off tomorrow, since it is Christmas after all. To be honest, I keep imagining Tony has come at the Frog now. Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Muppet's Christmas Carol, of course. the Muppet's Christmas Carol is firmly in my brain. Yes. After this exchange, they both lock up and go home. Uh, just as uh, Loki is about to go into his house, uh, which he keeps, you know, cold and dark because they are cheap. Um, who should walk out but the, um, the girl he has a crush on, Eleanor Robinson. And you're going to have to okay. sort of tell me where she fits into the MCU because she was the only one I couldn't find. I have no idea. I think it's it's either an actual Dickens character or an OC. You see, it, it wasn't... I don't know who Eleanor Robinson is. Oh, wow. Okay, might be an OC then. But yeah, so they have a bit of conversation. Like, Loki is absolutely smitten with this girl, but of course, you know, she's this beautiful, vital person and he's a, a gnarled, old, uh, miserable, you know, sort of businessman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah get, if you want. So... <laughs> You know, if you will, <laughs> yeah. So she, she invites him to Christmas dinner as well. So it's not as if people aren't trying. You know, my goodness. Then you'll have to join me and my family. No one should be alone on Christmas. But he's, you know, he declines. No, thank you. Truly, I much prefer my solitude. Uh, so yeah, he goes in uh, into his house. He's sat in front of a very, very small fire in his cold and dark house because, of course, it's cheaper. And who should show up but Obadiah Stane, the first of the four spirits that are visiting uh, our boy Loki tonight. So basically, Obadiah Stane's got down to the underworld, decided it's a bit of a shit place, which kind of sounds like an understatement, and he's come to... Just a bit. Yeah, that's it. He's come to warn Loki, look, you better change your ways or you're going to end up like me. And, um, you know... In prison. (laughs) Yeah, basically, imprisoned forever in a damned hellscape being made to atone for all the crimes that he committed against his fellow man. On the yep. plus side, he'd probably go to the Norse hell instead. Yeah, quite possibly. Which he'll probably have a better time with, because his sister runs it. Oh, well, there we go, yeah. he, he might Dorsey, get preferential depending on which chronology we're on about. Yeah, he, he might get preferential treatment then. He, he might so. be not totally screwed, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, here's the shtick. Three spirits are going to visit him tonight. To try and get him to change his ways. You know, you've all seen Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And uh, Obadiah Stane vanishes, you know. Of course, Loki goes to bed, thinks, bah humbug, falls asleep. And that's when he wakes up and finds the ghosts of Christmas past, who are none other mm-hmm. than Steve Rogers and James Bucky Barnes. Oh. And not... That makes sense. Being from the past. Yeah, and uh, not Jimmy Barnes, the Screaming Sky Cowboy. <laughs> I've only just made that link. It made me it made me really laugh. But anyway. So, okay, they, they turn up. God, I wish he was the MCU film. <laughs> yeah, it would be good. Um, but yeah, they turn up. They do the whole, um, you know, Ghost of Christmas Past thing. They take him to his old school. They... Sp- show him all his old school friends which he used to enjoy playing with and um, they show him staying at the boarding school when all his friends had gone home to the families for Christmas because he much prefers his solitude apparently he doesn't want to go home and deal with his mum and dad and stuff like that so and then there's a different memory where his uh, you know his, his mum turns up he says 
I know you don't get on with your dad, but um, we've got an apprenticeship for you and Thor. And that's his induction into the world of business. Uh, so I'm just think... imagining Thor learning business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he seems a poor choice for learning anything, to be honest. Yeah, that's it. Our fucking hammer-wielding... The himbo king. Himbo being, yes. Uh, there is quite a, a sort of sad memory which is relived where um, Loki gets the uh, the sad news that his dad has passed away, leaving his mum without any money whatsoever. And uh, he recalls this is the that... only continuity that Loki is sad about Odin dying? Because most of the time he orchestrated it. Yeah, that's true. It's um, They have just lifted characters from the MCU and dropped them into a Dickens setting uh... with their own sort of backstories which sort of came from that, I think. Uh, th- this is how I'm, I'm reading it anyway. Um, Makes sense. So, yeah, you know, uh, his, his mum dies on Christmas Day two years later, which sort of kind of explains why he hates Christmas and forgoes all the, you know... Is that canon to Christmas Carol? I think God, it is, yeah. People would have way more sympathy for Scrooge if he just openly told them, no, my mum died on Christmas, that's why I don't like Christmas, piss off. But then how do you explain Thor? Huh? Because, like, Thor's already jolly on Christmas. Oh, right. So I was thinking about uh, the original. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, this is... (laughs) I mean, Thor Thor will always be jolly. He's a human Labrador. Oh, yeah. This does fit well with uh, with A Christmas Carol, because um, in every adaptation of A Christmas Carol I've ever seen, Scrooge's brother turns up and tries to get him to come to Christmas dinner, you know, which Ah, he, he eventually does in nearly every adaptation, apart from this one. And you will see why next. Okay. Okay. So that's over with. Uh, Loki uh, finds himself back in his bed, and then, of course, he hears a deep, jolly laugh and uh, voices and lights downstairs. And for the first time in years, his parlour was full of the most delicious food one could possibly imagine. So he walks in to (laughs) find (laughs) the ghost of Christmas present, who is none other than, in this fic, big green friendly giant Bruce Banner. Oh my god. I like I like the Hulk as Christmas present. That's a good time. Yep, the incredible <laughs> Hulk. Absolutely marvellous. Yeah, good choice. <laughs> so, of course, if you've what? seen Christmas Carol, you know what happens next. I've only seen the Muppets one. <laughs> Watch them. They're, they're really good. Better still read the book, which I haven't done yet, so you can tell me how it is. Tell the light. There is one other This one. is a chaos. This is all the fucking... <laughs> Guys, fucking, what is this? <laughs> it's good. I like it. I like the idea of the the Incredible Hulk being the ghost of Christmas no, present. I'm not, I'm not saying the fic is bad, but the fic is good. I'm just, what is this telling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, okay, so oh, they go flying around to show Loki what's happening. They end up next door with, uh, you know, the, the lady he likes, Eleanor, um, getting ready with her family. Then they go to Tony Stark's house. They're sort of like trying to get ready for Christmas dinner and stuff like that, being as happy as they can about it, being poor. And, you know, Tony Stark walks through the door and... Yes, here we go. Yeah, Tony Stark walks through the door and who should follow him? Walking on a crutch with a gammy leg, but Peter Parker. Uh, I had a feeling it was going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, the only reference point I have for this is when... Was it Tobey Maguire? Played Peter Parker. Uh, the original, well, the original film Spider Man. Yes, the original yeah. film. So that's who I'm imagining. Probably Tom. Holland. The Tom Holland Spider Man is very much kind of looks up to Tony Stark as his 
father figure. Ah, so, yeah. that would make sense then. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, yeah, it's got to be Spider-Man, right? Anyway, he comes in, you know, they're all getting ready. His wife is none other than Virginia Potts, or Pepper Potts, if that makes any sense uh, to you. It does. Yep. Yeah. Called Pepper because she sprayed her with pepper spray. Excellent. <laughs> is that really the... Yeah, she's his uh, CEO and, like, secretary and things. I didn't and, know like, that's why she was called Pepper. I... Yeah, I think he, he, there was a point where he was coming on to everyone and she was just like, fuck you, spray him. What, just fucking like, maced him? Yeah, he just <laughs> maced her boss. And he, he was just like, you know what, I, you're good at your job and I respect that. And she was um, just like, considering she's <laughs> played by Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm assuming the spray was like weird vagina sense. <laughs> Don't cross her with... I know she's played by Gwyneth Paltrow, but... Knowing, knowing Goop Literally, that Gwyneth oh, Paltrow God. owns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't don't remind me that Goop exists. <laughs> Thankfully, it's been banned in the UK. Oh, so. nice. Oh, excellent. So Peter Parker is very ill. Uh, he probably won't see another Christmas if he was bitten by a spider, presumably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite possibly. Although you've you've ruined one of the most somber scenes in Christmas Carol. Um, you know, um, like uh, a, well, a family well, trying to get ready for... Cripple is walking by and he gets bitten by a spider. <laughs> a family trying to make the best of uh, what could be their last Christmas. You know what, I think I can ruin this even more for you, since you're saying it was Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Yeah. You've got this sad cripple boy trying to survive at Christmas, and then his boss walks along and goes, Give me pictures of Spider-Man, <laughs> damn it! Oh no. <laughs> As Charlie J. Jameson shows up in this performance. Fucking amazing. Oh, spider, probably would be a better Scrooge. Ven- yeah, yeah. Like, but- imagine Jonah J. Jameson being visited by, like, <laughs> ghosts <laughs> to tell him to stop being so mean to Peter Parker. He'd charge them for wasting his time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You've ruined this lovely scene of everybody being as happy as they can, uh, even though they've Good. got fuck all and one of them is grievously ill. Yeah, James, you dickhead. I'm sorry I ruined Christmas. Yeah, as is um, said to in this line, he asks Bruce Banner, what's wrong with the boy? Um, you know, Bruce Banner says, My spider. Much, I'm afraid. If these shadows remain unchanged, I see a cane without an owner and a chair where Peter once sat, Bruce spoke. Loki truly felt what remained of his heart breaking, but the spirit spoke again. But what? If he's to die, he should do it quickly and decrease the surplus population. And that was a line that was said in the first chapter when... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Throwing his words back in. Yep. And that's the ghost of Christmas present. And uh, his own words echo back to him. Dishing out the facts. Yeah. The... Um, uh, Ghost of Christmas Present disappears and he finds himself in a dreary, cloudy cemetery. I'm sorry to keep going back to the Muppets one, but this one gave me nightmares as a kid. Do you know, the one of the scenes which sticks in my head about one of the Christmas Carol adaptations is the one with Patrick Stewart. When he turns up in this bit, he encounters the hooded figure, which Loki is now encountering now, to go and visit what's happening in Christmas is yet to come, they go through this huge, dark, swirling vortex. And that still sticks yeah, in my head even now. Too. Yeah, yeah. I was really frightened of Christmas Carol when I was younger. I watched mm. the... I don't know which version it was, but it was a cartoon. Yeah. And it looked like a Western attempt at Ghibli. Ooh, no and thanks. It was really fucking creepy. Like it was creepy all the way through. Like there were little, there was one child, like the 
Christmas present guy. Like, oh, this boy is desperate, and, and like he'll he'll do anything mm. for, for. He'll grow up in desperation. He'll become a fucking monster. And he turns into this weird skeleton shit, and he's just like, and he'll die. I was like, why is this aimed at children? Yeah. <laughs> but it it was like Watership Down sort of era <laughs> in animation where people were just like, let's scar the children. Yeah, yeah. we don't talk down young. to children. Let's give them nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Were we fine? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, fucking Land Before Time is the one that sticks out. Before. Animal Farm should not have been a fucking no. child. It should not have been universally rated. Yeah. Plus, that was with horrendous. a name like that as well. You're like, oh hey, a farm with animals. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not George Orwell's fucking yeah. animal yeah, farm. Yeah, that's it. I didn't know. <laughs> and that horse was going to the glue factory. Yeah. I had to turn it off. Yeah. I had I ripped the I tape cried. out of the yeah. VHS. I was just so upset. I was like, "This isn't how it ends." And I think my mum took me into therapy after that. But that's not the point. <laughs> to be honest, the ending's even worse. If I remember the book right. Yeah. Yeah, I I know about the end because I had to relive that shit in English years later. <sighs> and I'm wondering why I was having a breakdown in the back of English lessons. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm remembering the horse. I was like, oh. The horse. There are no horses in this. <laughs> yes, there is. There will be. But yep. he's already at the glue factory, so you don't know no. about him. <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh, okay. Okay, so, well, tell us. Yeah, tell well, us how this goes. let's wrap this up because I'm starting to cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> while we're on the subject of childhood traumas, it took me a little while to work out who the ghost of Christmas yet to come actually was. Okay. But then I reread it, and I think I worked it out from it's this Ronan, sort of right? paragraph here. It wasn't Ronan. Oh. Um, a chill ran down his spine, and he felt he was not alone. Loki turned, and the figure, more giant than the great green spiritual figure that Bruce has first appeared to him as was, shrouded in tattered rags with a hood so heavy and dark that no face could be seen. But forevermore from that day... Loki could swear he saw a flash of purple neath the spirit's garments. Oh. <laughs> yep, it's everybody's favourite fucking purple chin man, Thanos. Oh, God. <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. He does not speak Amazing. in this. Uh, he absolutely does not speak in this, but... Um, yeah, just this gauntlet comes out and points to shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he sort of takes them to places by clicking his fingers. Really? Oh, for fuck's yeah. Sake. Of course. This is so on the nose. Yeah. yeah. I like it, but fuck's sake. <laughs> That's it. He he takes them to places by uh, you know clicking his fingers. You know they go to the Stark household again, and it's not full of laughter and light as it usually is. But you know everybody's a little bit depressed, trying to put a brave face on it because of course Peter Parker has sadly passed away. Oh no. Um. Yeah. They do the Scrooge grave scene. Where Scrooge find uh, where Loki finds out that the uh, the person who died in his house was actually him, and that's why mm. the uh, chambermaid and the scullery maid and stuff have helped themselves to his belongings and gone to flog him. At last, he breaks down. Spirit, please answer me one thing: Are these shadows of what will be or what could be? Is this inevitable? Men can and have that's changed. That's why they cast Thanos. Ah, right. He does that big monologue of "I am inevitable" and all that stuff. Ah, that's a callback to that then. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's even better. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Please, Spirit, speak to me. Say this can be changed. I will keep Christmas all the year. Keep it in my heart. I will be generous and giving. I can change. And then, of course, he, w- he wakes up in his own bed. 
I mean, it's still going to die. Like, you can't change the gravestone. Everyone stuff. dies. Yeah. I know. This was the whole sort of plot hole thing about, about um, you know, uh, Christmas Carol. I just think he's worried about dying sort of friendless and alone in an uncaring universe. Mm. And the scullery maid and the other maid just chatting shit about him as they nick his shit. Yeah. Chatting shit about him. Hammering him. Yeah, hammering him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I suppose he runs off and goes by his turkey and yeah that's what i was just looking to i'm wondering who the boy is cratchit give tony stark a raise yeah exactly this is it tiny tim skates and shit yeah so they don't specify who the boy is but i'm hoping he has an eye patch and is played by samuel l jackson because we've not seen him yet (laughs) and i think that would be really funny what day is it motherfucker it's christmas day I'd never even considered oh, that. Man. That's brilliant. I would really like that to be the case, since he's not here yet. <laughs> Honestly, they should just send him as the one ghost. He could have fixed this, no problem. Yeah, actually, yeah, you don't fuck with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm the ghost of whooping your ass. Let's oh, get this sorted. I'd be surprised it wasn't Mobius that like showed him all this shit like he did oh. in the TV Ah, show. this was written pre-Loki TV show. Ah, yes. Yeah. Published 2019. But anyway, continuing on, he bumps into his brother, who says, oh, you know, the dinner invitation's still open. And uh, this is where it differs slightly from uh, A Christmas Carol proper. Loki's not going to dinner with his brother. Okay. He'd love to. He would absolutely love to. But he, you know, he says, I regretfully do have other plans for this day. However, I would like to have you around for uh, supper some night next week. How about it? And of course, his brother accepts and it's all lovely. Then Loki goes, now give us a kiss. <laughs> what? <laughs> Loki smirks. This is secretly a Thor Loki slash fic, and you've just been leading into that. It's no, not. It's is, not. This is the Give fact, a no, in a deleted they get scene tongue. from the original Thor film, Thor's getting nervous about his coronation, and Loki's just chatting shit and just trying to. Uh, you know, gives him this speech, oh yeah, you'll always be a true brother to me. And he goes, oh, now give us a kiss. And he's like, ah, yeah. He <laughs> um. literally says, sod off, but Merry Christmas. <laughs> Um, okay, so he gets to Tony Stark's, and he does that whole sort of thing, you know, where he's, he's pretending to be all serious and stuff, and being like, what are, you, what are you doing here? I didn't give you a holiday, yada, 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 something like that, you know, and I've, I've, had a, I've just had about I'm enough of this, and therefore I'm about to raise your salary, yeah, that one. And yeah, he carries the goose in, it's all lovely and things like that, and, uh, you know, Tony Stark and his wife Virginia say... Uh, well, would you like to join us? And he says, look, I, I really would, but I've still got, you know, other plans. And he turns up. I've still got money to spend. Yeah. <laughs> to earn my way out of the grave. That's pretty much it. And he turns up at Eleanor's uh, quite, you know, oh, quite nicely hell. and knocks on the door and he says, um, I suppose I'm here for dinner. And, um, uh, you know, she takes him inside and they, you know... Did she even invite Yeah, him? she did. Yeah. She did the oh, day did before. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, the day before, yeah. You know, okay. and he's, uh, you know, they sort of sit by the fire to talk for a bit before dinner's ready. And uh, he says, you know, Eleanor, I've not been a kind man. I was selfish, unkind, full of hatred. I've wanted to say this for some time now. I think you are wonderful and beautiful and kind. And I would very much like to court you if you shall have me. And, of course, she accepts. Because this is Christmas. Because it's Tom Hiddleston. It's Tom Hiddleston, and it's Christmas, (laughs) and he's Mm -hmm. been a miserable bastard all his life, but he's decided to change his ways thanks to, um, you know, a few spirits which visited him in in the night. 
And uh, yeah, they have dinner. They have a bit of a dance, have a bit of a you know shindig, and it ends there. Merry Christmas, yeah, Loki. Merry ever after. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Loki. Merry Christmas, Eleanor. And it truly was. Until the TVA come for him for making this horrific anomaly. Yes. You're supposed to die. You changed the timeline. You're getting pruned. <laughs> Yeah, well, there we go. I mean, I enjoyed this, but then again, I, I quite enjoy Christmas Carol. I, I look forward to... Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm utterly sick of it. How many times do you watch it? <laughs> A year? Yeah, how many um, Well, put it this way, on the run-up to Christmas, uh, Sophie's mum's a huge Scrooge fan. Oh, really? We, we watch all of them, basically. I've seen pretty much all of them at some point in my life. Oh, so. bloody hell. So you, you thought to yourself, all right, I won't, I won't watch the Marvel movies. I'll just rewatch the same <laughs> versions of a Christmas Carol and review. Yeah, that. basically, <laughs> um, uh, you know. Oh my stick, god, Nick. stick to what you know. <laughs> Amazing. So oh, during this, god. I actually remembered there is another version of Christmas Carol that I really like. That isn't the Muppet. Really. One. And that's the Blackadder one. Yes. Oh yeah. Where weird. it's in reverse. Going yeah, it the is the opposite. opposite. Yeah, he's yeah. this really lovely man. He revisit. He gets visited by ghosts and goes on reflection. Accident, I'm got better off going. being an asshole. <laughs> so yeah, that is. He then decides. Yeah, I'm gonna be this chaotic. That is person. a good one. I really and enjoyed the Blackout. I feel like that would fit this. I think that would fit Loki a bit. Yeah, better. he starts off with being this but lovely man. I still, I still liked this, um, but I, I think I'd like that as like a Loki origin story. Where he gets visited by three ghosts of chaos, and he's like, eh, "Sure, I'll cut her hair off." <laughs> oh, fucking excellent! So, Grace, what have you been reading? I have been reading "Hell Is Other People" by Moose Pulheim. This oh. is a mature reading rating. Mature rating. <laughs> what yeah. makes a mature reading? <laughs> It's, well, it's still mature reading. It's like one of those Chuck Tingle so, books. Yeah, it's just it's a normal reading that we strip <laughs> off halfway through. <laughs> Either way. Can I just say that Moosebullheim is probably my favourite realm. I know! It's so sweet, isn't it? <laughs> Travelling to Moosebullheim. The one that the Norse the people don't talk realm. about often. The yeah. tenth realm. It's full of mo- mooses. Meese. Meese. <laughs> let's let's not go into that. It's full of moose and car accidents. Okay, so some some of the tags. Thor isn't stupid. Loki isn't sorry. No redemption arc, which is what I'd like in a Loki <laughs> thing. But there is an exploration of blue and orange morality. Morality. And morality in general. Major AU, only thing I'm dragging from the movies is characterisation. Frost Iron Free From, probably gonna get dark. Angst, humour, fluff. Also Sartre for some reason. Yeah. as family. Thor is an old cat lady. T.S. Eliot, The Wasteland. Prose Edda. So much more. Sounds like crack fic, but isn't really. Isn't it? And- I'm no. so confused by those tags. <laughs> yeah, that went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, that as for the Sartre thing, they begin with, uh, like, the chapter will be called something something funny like Cats and Arseholes. And <laughs> it then it'll have, phone. like, a little yeah. quote from Sartre. <laughs> like, for example, as for me, I mean, that means I need the suffering of others to exist. A flame. 
A flame in their hearts when I'm all alone. <laughs> I'm extinguished by Gene Fawkes. Paul Sartre by no, from No Exit. <laughs> and immediately below that is, so what if I ate the cheeseburger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here, here, yeah, here okay. it is. So it starts off with Tony shouting, so what if I ate the cheeseburger? And he's throwing shit at Loki and the bastard just dodges it easily and just stalks a bit closer. <laughs> It doesn't mean I belong to you. Oh, not to me, said Loki, says Loki lowly, a smile like honey slowly spreading across his face. But with me, surely you've heard of Persephone. A cheeseburger isn't some fucking mystical pomegranate, you smirking lunatic. <laughs> you aren't even Greek. And throws another <laughs> wrench. And Loki's spreading his hands wide like a showman. I I think you'll find that a pomegranate symbolises the fruit of the dead. Your cheeseburger, made of dead flesh, was topped with fruit. It's close enough for the symbolism to bind. Aha! There's no fucking fruit on a cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, Tony says triumphantly, finger pointing accusingly. I fucking win. <laughs> no going back to crazy town with you. I stay here in my workshop, and you fucking leave before I call the Avengers. Oh, Stark. A tomato is a berry, you ignorant (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit. (laughs) And then Dark Dark just comes in his vision and just fucks off. And then it just pans to seven months earlier. Like, how all this shit came about. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) So it just goes to Thor thinking about uh, how Loki is like cats. And stuff like that. And this is all in the midst of Loki summoning this massive monster. And to put it in Tony's words, 70 foot tall marshmallow man, who the fuck let Loki watch Ghostbusters? (laughs) Tony attacking a giant white monster with terrifying visage, large eyes scanning back and forth in a ceaseless sentry. For all its menace, the Marshmallow Man is not exactly destroying anything, hasn't touched anything. It's just wandering around like a suspicious distraction. So Thor's just thinking of how Loki's like all his cats. Thor being lonely and missing his brother has gotten himself five fucking cats all named <laughs> after Loki. Like, or like different Wait, they're all called names. Loki. <laughs> No, 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 they've all got... So, Loki has had lo- lots of titles over the years. Um, so, like, we've got Skywalker, we've got Silvertongue, we've got Lysmith. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Silvertongue, it just hides under the bed. The Skywalker, which will surprise Thor by jumping on him from on high. There's Lysmith, which is a fat tabby that <laughs> cannot or will not learn to use a letterbox. There's a, there's a name in desperate need of some more vowels, <laughs> which is bright orange menace that I think attacks that D him whenever is a vowel. he strolls down the hallway. Huh? <laughs> Maybe that... Oh no, there's an E. There's an E in there. There is one E, but it needs more. <laughs> I think that's pronounced Hedringer. Or... Shut up. Ver... No, I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. I'm taking a guess. <laughs> I'd like to apologise to the people of Norway. Yeah, more like Norway. to the Norse. Ab- Norway, more like Norway. More oh, like Norway. Am I right? <laughs> no, shut up. I can yeah. That's a very old internet reference. I come to Kenya. That spends much of its time yelling at other cats and pushing pottery off the windowsill. 
and Thor loves them all dearly and buys them many gifts which are carefully ignored, just like living with Loki again, he thinks. <laughs> I'm here for this version of Thor. <laughs> yeah, he's a very supportive guy. Yeah, just goes over to his and cats. So I'm here to stop you, Thor says half-heartedly. <laughs> Loki's just like, ah, whatever, you know. I already stole while I came from, I'm just enjoying the show, and, you know. Uh, and uh, he notices that your heart really doesn't seem into this, because these days Loki is, after the Chitauri invasion and him trying to take over New York, Loki's not so much trying to invade the city anymore, he's just here for shits and gigs. <laughs> like, Why else would you like, summon a marshmallow, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And is like, oh, why don't we talk about this back in our apartment? Maybe we could oh, go back to your shoebox and your five cats. You've turned into a Midgardian matron, my brother. And he's like, oh, what? Has he been in my apartment? He's sneaking around my apartment? Well, uh, please don't tell me you didn't name them after me. Loki so begs, I didn't name one of them after you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I named all of them after you. He thinks. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Either way, Tony Stark comes out and nowhere, shoots at him. Think fast, Rudolph. And then and then it's like, Loki's just like, I'll ride your carcass like a sled down through the gates of hell. And <laughs> shrieks, ripping out the metal. Kinky! And then he's like, ah, more fucking fighting issues. And yeah, we're slowly working our way back to it. It's not a kidnapping. It's an unexpected vacation in an unmarked windowless van is chapter two. God, these names are fantastic. Yeah. I know! Aren't they fun? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the exact oh. opposite of the thick Nick read. Yeah, it is. Like, Nick's was very <laughs> grounded. And and this just isn't. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but I'm here for it. Yeah. And why are we starting oh, with all these quotes from John Paul Sartre? I know, they continue on, and like, you kind of read them because they're all really sort of they've got so much gravity mm. and then you come to the thick which has got so much bouncy dialogue you're just like oh this is different yeah. <laughs> oh it's so good and uh... <laughs> so Loki then reappears in Tony Stark's workshop later and he just sort of comes over like you know he... I'm going to fucking hold you hostage because you destroyed the thing I tried to steal during our little scrap and you're going to build me something in return. And he's just like, nah, nah, nah. And Loki's like, look, you don't have a fucking choice, mate. I'm going to rip you to shreds. And he's like, okay, maybe you do. And he says, I want you to build me an arc reactor. And he's like, well, how do I know you're not just going to kill me if I if I build you this you know, arc reactor? And he goes... I'll do a deal with you. And he puts his hand out like one of those fucking Faustian handshakes. And he's like, oh, I don't... And he's just like, oh, I don't know about this. This sounds like a deal with the devil. He's like, are you going to do it or not? And he's like, okay, all right, fuck it. <laughs> you know, and he's thinking to himself, you know, I'm not actually... I'll, I'll just make him something shit right, and that will just break on... Will not work properly. Like but the then Tesco's he feels like the magic <laughs> tendrils go into his arms. Like, oh, fuck, this is... This is magic bullshittery now. I'm gonna actually have to do it. And Tony's and Loki's just smirking like, "Yeah, you do." <laughs> so he gets whisked away to a literal cabin in the woods, and Tony's just saying to like, "I've watched enough horror films to know this isn't fucking good." <laughs> a fucking yeah. cabin in the middle of the woods. But he goes inside, and it's like this massive TARDIS sort of situation where 
he's got this massive laboratory in there as well as other things and like a kitchen and all this shit. And he's like a little bit jealous. He's like, why the fuck doesn't why? Like, I'm a multi-millionaire. Why doesn't billionaire even? Why the hell don't I have all these gadgets in my house? Either way. So he's given all the kit to work with and he's decided because he's sort of seen Loki in his weird sort of deals, he thinks that some Persephone shit is going to happen. So he makes a point of not eating anything Loki gives him. Mm. Not a single thing. So he essentially goes on hunger strike and builds this arc reactor. And Loki keeps coming to him with loads of different nice foods and, and things like, uh, I don't know, like salmon with... with uh, a fruity sauce and shit like that and and Tony starts constantly checking what kind of fruit is this is there fruit in it and he's going no 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 it's, it's, it's marmalade it's like, that's a fucking fruit I don't want it anything with flesh and fruit is not and by this and like I think the weeks roll on and he's just like I I'm dying here I need something to eat and he's like what will you eat Loki says it's like, I'll have a big whopper and so Loki vanishes off Comes back and he's like, oh, you know, your king of burgers or whatever the fuck he's <laughs> this, like, needs a tighter control of his kingdom. Like, his servants are, are ridiculous. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, that's, that's the world to take away, my dude. And, like, has the burger, bites into his, oh, thank God. <laughs> and then Loki just starts smiling and he, he's like, mm. <laughs> oh, no. And, yeah, later he gets dropped back off and uh, finds out that that big whopper was indeed a binding contract for him to stay with Loki a little bit longer. He took oh. six bites of a burger and now he's sort of stuck <laughs> oh, no. for six months. Here's what's interesting. Of all the things Loki decides to do with Henry to bide his time and spend his time with him, he decides to take him to a restaurant because neither of them know actually how to cook. <laughs> and, he, and he's just like, why the fuck are we here in disguise? And he's just like, ah, well, we're going to make these people some food, but we don't know how to cook. And he's just like, your point? It'll be an experience. So yeah, they just make any old shit and they hand it out. And like the... the, the, the sorry, I think back, I've got lost here. Can... Why are they running around? Are they running a restaurant? For shits and giggles. No, they've just turned up as chefs. And they're just... Oh, my. <laughs> okay. And they're just serving people. I thought he was making an I was, I I was know, thinking he's this. He's, he's fucking made it, and Loki's got it. No one fucking knows what he's going to do with it at this point. But, yeah, they're just fucking about going and pretending to be pork cuisine chef and, and serving rich people shit they've thrown together. Honestly, that's amazing. <laughs> and, and, they, and they're like, oh, tomorrow how about we be lawyers? And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, Loki, what's wrong with you? Like, oh, I don't give a shit. They go to a shop instead. But that's when I noticed that this fic is... 31 chapters long and I was like oh my god I can't I can't research enough of this to tell you how it goes but I honestly well, I'm having loads of fun with it so I think I'm going to carry on reading it and I think I uh, uh, oh, recommend should. other people do as well yeah I, I, I kind of want to go back and read that <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny the characters are quite sweet and everything's wholesome and it feels like it's back in the golden era of like when all the Avengers just used to live together in fan fiction and everything was just nice and 
There was no Thanos, it was just Loki pissing about. And... <laughs> yeah, he yeah, was like the skank time. next door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, he good. was just a rascal at this point. And it was like, yeah, devil we know, eh? Yeah, like. good. And Thor's just like, oh, I want him to be nice again. And it was just, it was just a nice dynamic. Every, all the authors kind of agreed on it in one point in time. And yeah, it was nice to see that again. Mm. So, yeah, definitely... Thank you, Moose Forheim. Yeah, I think you should come back will... at some point. Also, also, the best thing is, is that they've finished it. Yeah. So. Oh, good. It's not like it's left, uh, like last updated three years ago or anything. They've finished it, and you can read all of it. It has been. So yeah, well happy. <laughs> I just skipped to chapter thirty-one just out of curiosity. Oh, don't spoil it. Don't spoil I- it. I won't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. Uh, this is good (laughs) I I have noticed it has been added to two collections Um, one's literal god tier fix and the other is very good fan fiction so it's also part of I give up and the high ground as well yeah not just us who thinks this is very good we should probably look into literal god tier fix at some point yeah yeah it is kind of our role to sort of find stuff like that yeah that's it Well, well, I, no. I think giving everyone a fair shout of what That's we should, true. I like seeing the the underdogs of fan fiction. To be fair, I think big. It's like with anything, like big authors will have more following, and everyone sort of heard about it. But it's nice picking out like little hidden gems. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That is, that is fair. Well, yeah, we'll we'll always read all kinds of things, but I will investigate what counts as a literal god tier fic. Yeah, that's it. I mean, sometimes you've just got to go with something just because it's popular, because it's usually popular for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, sir. But no, that was <laughs> from what we've seen. That is a roller coaster of a fic. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was. Yeah, sorry about the, the word vomit, but I was just no, like, there's too no, much this in is here fine. to talk about it, because, like, loads, like, every paragraph with gold in it, I was just like, oh, man. Yeah, like, I got lost with you explaining it. That wasn't on you. That was on... <laughs> Wait, they're, they're running a restaurant now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um... Like, it, it, it carries on moving. It doesn't, it doesn't get stagnant anywhere. Yeah. So, it's, it's, yeah. Also... I'm on a time limit. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, I should Can... probably mention oh. it's a Loki slash Tony fan Oh, I gathered that. Yeah, from, we got that. <laughs> from Loki making a... F- <laughs> tricking him with food. Yep. Like... I don't recommend that as a as a romantic endeavour to anyone. No, <laughs> no don't. Probably not encouraged. Oh, one question for the author, potentially. Is this a reference to the Robert Downey Jr. thing? Because there's that story, right? Are you aware of Robert Downey Jr.'s redemption arc in real life? No. It was put into the Iron first Iron Man film as well. It was referenced so, there too. Robert Downey Jr., he, I think he was a child star originally. He, started, he was suddenly in acting quite young. Right, okay. And he had a bit of a drinking drugs problem, and he was out of it for a while. And he was generally considered like a deadbeat actor, sort of, not Mel Gibson tier, but sort of around that kind of... Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And apparently one day he just, he went to, I think it was Burger King. He went to a burger restaurant, he had just a terrible burger. And it's like, oh, this is awful. And that snapped him out of it, and he went to rehab, and he turned his life around. Wow, I didn't know that. I felt like that when I went to Burger King. And then Iron Man was his first big role after that, I think. No, it was, yeah. hang on a minute, wasn't he Sherlock Holmes at some point? After. 
Was yeah, it after? It was. Right, yeah. okay. This was 2011 was Iron Man released. No, Iron Man was 2007. Yeah. Oh, no, it's 2008, mate. Thor was 2011. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, okay. Dynamite by Teo Cruz was the same year. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any memories before that. <laughs> you blacked out before... You blanked out anything pre... The MCU. Pre-Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was important until then. <laughs> but yeah, I was just wondering if the cheeseburger thing is a reference to that. Oh, hopefully. But yeah, that that'd be quite nice. Well, yeah, I, I think I think Tony Stark in film is just reference to like the food, and that's only because it was. A oh, I see. I didn't realize that was in Junior. the films as well. It's been a long. I, I said that I'm... before you told the story, and you were just like, you carried on. And you're like, God, don't listen to me. Don't. I'm not. I'm not respected enough on this show. <laughs> I want a raise. <laughs> I don't pay you anything. A raise from nothing. Exactly. I want a raise. <laughs> no. I can give... Hang on. To the audience, I can give them a raise if you subscribe to us and uh, give us money. Oh, uh, shill. Shill. As a reminder, we have commissions you, open now. If you'd Shame on you. If you'd like to pay us to read a fanfiction. Oh, for fuck's sake. No one's going to do that. Shut up, Grace. They might. <laughs> stop Stop trying to dissuade people out of giving us money. I mean, I can yeah. see why that's bad. We economy. read good. If you want us to read good on your fix, then <laughs> you can commission us. Yeah. The link will be in the show notes. We read dead good, mate. We read dead good, honest. <laughs> mate. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's well sick, innit? We read well sick, bruv. <laughs> So, I think uh, that's probably all we've got time for, because yes. these episodes are always quite a long one to edit, and we've been recording for a while, so that's going to be fun. This is the thing, um, we always find too much to talk about when we find uh, when we find Fix, which is, which is good, to be fair. Yeah, I'd rather we have that problem than the opposite of that problem. Yes. But yeah, uh, join us next week when I never know what we're going to do. We'll We're going out. to sit around and pull things out of a hat, probably. I'm glad so you said hat. We'll see what we can... We're going to sit around and pull things out of our asses. As is tradition <laughs> on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah jo- join us next week for that. Thank you for listening, and either way. Yeah. And, yeah, join us again in two weeks. Yep, good night, God's bless. Good night. Bye.